Greetings, Crosspoint. I'm delighted today to come to you from my home to your home. Just a week left in April, and this has been a different April, not only because of COVID-19, but hasn't it been cold today here? It's just one cold day. The other thing that's been different about this April is that everyone you meet needs a haircut, <laughs> me included. This is, um, I'm beginning a sermon series for a few weeks, beginning today, and I'm simply titling it, How to Handle What Life Hands You. And today I want to talk to you about how to handle stress. Now, this sermon series will run, I, I'm guessing, maybe into mid-June, with two interruptions in this series that I'm delighted to announce to you today. On Mother's Day, that would be May the 10th, Carolina Parker, who's co-pastor with Jason Parker down in Woods Harbor and Coastal Church, she's going to be delivering a Mother's Day sermon to us. Now, she was one of the speakers at Uprising at Cross Point back in February, so we will be welcome her, welcoming her on that day online. And then one week after that, on May 17th, Brent Ingersoll, pastor of King's Church, is going to be joining us and preaching to not only King's Church that day, but also preaching to uh, Crosspoint. Let's speak to the Father. Father, I pray your Holy Spirit would speak to us today from your word. May we have open minds, open hearts to hear what you would say on this day. In Jesus' name, amen. On Wednesday of this past week, I was listening to Ken Costa online. Now, Ken Costa is the chairman of Alpha International, but he's also a London-based, London-England-based, internationally renowned banker, author, and speaker. And he was uh, just commenting on the state of the world during these days, and he used the acronym VUCA, V-U-C-A. The world is, he says, volatile, it's uncertain, it's complex, and it's anxious. I put those four words together, and I've come up with just one word, and that one word would be, the world is stressed. Because of COVID-19, uh, these are stress-filled days. The threat of still, the threat of us getting that virus, the threat of it infecting those we love, especially the elderly, the threat of job loss, of income loss, very real for some of us. Uh, the economic uncertainty moving forward, the concern for loved ones who work in one of the essential services, health care, uh, police, firefighters, even pharmacies and grocery stores. And of course, this restriction we all face, social distancing, isolation. I saw this online the other day, went like this, as for me and my house, we will stay, we will stay where we at. And the reference was first isolations 24 seven. 
isolation can be a stressful thing. Maybe not for Dr. Jason Barnes. He's a South Texas emergency room physician, and at work he treats people suffering from the COVID-19 virus, and then he comes home and lives in his kid's treehouse in the backyard. And the whole family seems in great humor about it all. But these certainly are vacuum days. They're volatile, they're uncertain, they're complex, and they're anxious days. These are stressful days. How long will this thing last? Will it ever be like it was? Should it ever be like it was? And then just eight days ago, a seemingly ordinary guy, people speak of him as a good neighbor, goes on a rampage in central Nova Scotia, killing 22 people. I thought our prime minister said it well on his Monday daily briefing when he said, today all Canadians are Nova Scotians. But isn't it true that such events make us all feel something in the, in the pit of our stomach? No question, these are volatile, uncertain, complex, and anxious days. These are stressful days. Now, most of us, when we think about stress, we think of stress as being a bad thing, and that's not altogether true. Uh, if it, too much stress is not good, if you're stressed out, that is bad. If the If the doctor tells you that you're elevated blood pressure is due to stress, not good. If your mind races, you can't concentrate or you can't sleep because of stress, that's bad. But did you realize that a little stress is healthy? This bungee cord in my hand is quite useless until it is stressed a little. But when it is, it's only when this is under stress that it can do what it was created to do. I'm under stress today as I, as I speak to you, as is true every time I speak, and I would have to say that, that that's good. Um, if, if I'm under some stress, if I were under no stress today, I might put you to sleep and me too. But too much stress? too much stress, and things could, it could be dangerous, stretched to the max, something could break. A few years ago, the Comprehensive Care Corporation of Tampa, Florida, published a booklet uh, about stress in our world, and some of the facts they shared then are troubling. They said one out of four 25% of us suffer from mild to moderate depression, anxiety, or loneliness, symptoms that are attributed mainly to stress. I'm suggesting to you today that that 25% undoubtedly is much higher in these stressful days we're living in. They went on to say four to five adults see a need for less stress in their daily lives. They said, about one half of all diseases can be linked to stress-related origins, including ulcers and colitis and asthma and high blood pressure, some forms of cancer. 
Unmanaged stress is a leading factor in suicides, child abuse, spouse abuse, homicides. Don't you wonder about the stresses this Nova Scotia killer was under before he went on this terrible rampage? Let me say, I want to say four things today to help you deal with these vacuum days, these, these stressful days. Four things, and here's the first, and several of these things I want to share with you even before we get to the scripture, these would apply. Here's the first. Acknowledge the source of your stress. That's number one. Acknowledge the source of your stress. It would help you to know what it is that stresses you. This worldwide pandemic may add to your stress level, but it's not the whole story. About 50 years ago, Thomas Holmes and Richard Ray developed what they called the Holmes-Ray Social Readjustment Rating Scale. After this sermon's over, why don't you Google it? Check it out. Not now, later. Their study rated the impact of various life experiences in creating stress. And so let me just share with you a partial list of the life experiences with their stress rating. Now there are 43 on their scale. I'm just sharing a few. At the top of the scale, and they gave it, gave hit attributed to that 100 stress units would be the death of a spouse. In other words, they're saying one of the highest stressors anyone could experience would be that. So if you think of the, perhaps the most stressful event of someone's life as being 100, then they listed divorce at 73 compared with 100, marital separation at 65, death of a family, family member, 63, major illness or an injury, 53, job loss. Now, when I, when I read that list to you, none of those are a surprise to you as events that add stress to our lives, but Holmes and Ray include happy life events in their list. Things like marriage, they attribute to that uh, a stress factor of 50. Retirement, stress factor of 45. That's a, that's a, a stressor that I'm avoiding in these days. And even happy life experiences produce stress in us. Pregnancy at 40, son or daughter going off to college or getting married, 29. And these next three are directly impacted by COVID-19 for you and I. Major change in church activities, 19 stress points. Major change in social activities, 18. Major change in family get-togethers, 15. And we could add other stress factors today, the threat of the virus infection, uncertain economic future, these senseless killings in Nova Scotia. For some among us, very high stress factor. And I think of former cross-pointer Bonnie Stairs, now living in the Halifax area, personal friend. She was a personal friend of Corporal Heidi Stevenson. But all of these factors add up in your life and mine. And, and if you have too many going on at one time, if you combine job loss and uh, salary decrease and a move, if you add a 63 and a 47 and a 38 and a 35, you, you can become overstressed. Holmes and Ray tell us that when 
your stress points total 150 by their scale, it greatly increases the risk of you experiencing serious health problems. So the first thing I'm saying to you, it's a healthy thing for you to acknowledge and to seek the source. Find out, determine what the things are that are stressing you in these days. And then here's number two, admit your limitations. Admit your limitations. The owner of a grandfather clock brought in an expert to refurbish and set it and, def and to tune it. Said the expert to the man, now there are two dangers you need to avoid with this type of clock. Don't let it run down and don't wind it too tight. I think that's true for you and for me. Sometimes we need to take a good look at our lives to simplify our lives because we're perhaps too run down or we're wound too tight. When I reflect back on my resignation and, and subsequent departure as pastor of the Yarmouth Wesleyan Church 19 years ago, looking back now, I realize that it had to lot, a lot to do with uh, stress in, in my life, stress in our lives. 2000, 2001 was a, a very stressful year for us. We had just moved into a new church facility and a church debt of over $2 million. We had a significant crisis in our own family, in our own home. Well, Ann's parents were aging here in New Brunswick and facing health difficulties and really needing us close by. And I came to a time, I had to admit my own, my own limitations. It, it, it it seemed that during these days, I was too stressed. And that, that was the year that I went to then Bethany Bible College, now Kingswood University, and became a professor there, served as campus pastor. And compared with pastoring, the stress level at Kingswood was significantly less. My point is, we all have to look at our own lives and admit our limitations. And sometimes a significant adjustment is necessary. Maybe you need to get out of the rut you're in. An old dirt road out in the country had a sign posted, be real careful which rut you get into, you'll be in it for the next 20 kilometers. It's hard to get out of a rut. It's hard it's hard sometimes to admit that I need to make some serious adjustments here, but you must. So number one, acknowledge what's stressing you. Admit your limitations. And here's number three, attempt sensible solutions. It's interesting to me, some people, some believers, when they get under stress, they get all mystical and overly spiritual and overlook common sense solutions and say things like, I'm just going to trust God to help me. Now that's trusting God is a good thing. That's a good thing. But God did give you a brain and there is wisdom in good, sensible solutions. If you break your leg, you don't call your pastor to come and visit you and pray over you. No, you may do that later, but you get yourself to emergency first and they diagnose your problem, and if it's 
they x-ray your leg, and if it's broken, then you put your foot in a cast. That's the sensible thing. You attempt sensible solutions. In my research uh, this week, I came across an article, the title of it was Simple Things You Can Do to Improve Your Spirits. So I read through them. There were 70 suggestions there. 22 of them are not possible in these COVID-19 days. Things like they suggested walking in the, take a walk in the park, going to lunches or luncheons or potlucks, going to a sports event. But 48 of the, of the 70s are possibilities. Things like walking and jogging and calling friends and listening to music and starting a new hobby, gardening, reading, watching a movie, attending an online Bible study. My point is attempt sensible solutions. Do the sensible thing. Sometimes I wonder why common sense is not so common. You're doing a sensible thing today by watching this online. We serve a God who comforts us. I am the oldest pastor in the Atlantic District of the Wesleyan Church who's still actively a lead pastor. Actually, I might be the oldest pastor in the world, I'm not sure. But hear me now. I would not be doing what I'm doing at the age I'm doing it if I had not learned decades ago how to handle stress before it handles me. There's some practices I just stay with, a minimum of one day a week. I forget even that Crosspoint exists. I just clear my ministry schedule totally. Daily, I just try to take a walk about an hour every day. And now that the spring is here, I think, I try to be out in my kayak daily if I can when the, when the river is smooth. Attempt sensible solutions. A farmer went to a government bureaucrat specializing in animal health and the, the farmer was seeking help from the expert because 10 of his chickens had suddenly died. The government expert uh, said, uh, give aspirin to the surviving chickens. So he did. Two days later, however, the farmer came back to the expert. 20 more of his chickens had died, and he asked, what will I do now? And the expert quickly said, give the rest castor oil. Two days later, the farmer returned for the third time. 30 more of his chickens had died, and the government then said, I strongly recommend penicillin. Two days later, the sad farmer showed up. All the rest of his chickens had died. They were all gone. And the expert smiled and said, well, that's too bad. I have several more solutions to suggest. Hear me, attempt sensible solutions. So here are the four. Number one, acknowledge, try to seek out and determine what it is that's stressing you. And then at admit your limitations, attempt sensible solutions. And now we come to the main point of this sermon. Number four, allow God to be God.
Yes, the world we live in offers some valid solutions to, to, for stress management, but hear me, don't allow these solutions to be God. Let God be God. Go to the Father first. Go to the Father while you're pursuing sensible options, after you're pursuing sensible options. Psalm 16, verse 4, says it and says it well. Those who choose another God multiply their sorrow. And now we come to the key verse for dealing with stress. Jesus' words found in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. And actually what I'm reading you now is a compilation of several translations and or paraphrases of Matthew 11:28. Here it is. Come to me, all you who are exhausted, weary, worn out, troubled, and stressed out, and I will give you peace. I will give you comfort. I will give you the strength you need for living in these days. Years ago, along the rural roads in India, every now and then as you walked along, you would come to a post about shoulder high with a, with a strong with a strong shelf built on top of this post. These posts are called somatonga, and people who walk along the roads carrying loads on their backs can stop at a somatonga, which means resting place, and put their pack there and rest a while before continuing on their journey. It is not surprising that new believers in India call Jesus my Sama Tonga, the one who gives me rest, the one who takes on my burdens, the one who renews my strength. Is Christ your Sama Tonga in these days? Come to me. Jesus says, come to me if you're stressed out. Come to me if you're stressed out. And you can have my peace, my comfort, my strength for today, for tomorrow, forever. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord give you his peace and his comfort and his strength for today, for tomorrow, and forever. Thanks for joining us for our online service. Even when we can't be together, your giving matters. You can give online by going to crosspointchurch.ca slash give. On your mobile device, you can go to crosspointchurch.ca Tap the menu and press Give. Scroll down for instructions on Interact eTransfer and Automatic Funds Transfer. You can send your eTransfer to give at crosspointchurch.ca.
You can open and print an automatic funds transfer form for the most practical way to give on a regular basis. If you have any questions about online giving, you can contact us at office at crosspointchurch.ca.